0: lock
1: and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Day Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show live and on demand here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre. And of course, we welcome all of you, let us know what you think about what we think. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Uh, you can also uh, check us out on the free speech alternatives to those sites. Look for Steve Dace on Parler, Gab, and MeWe. A few of you have asked me, why don't we promote those sites more? Well, you're actually all to blame for that. Frankly, I mean, uh, we'd love it if we never had to mention the names Facebook and Twitter again. Unfortunately, that's still where most of you, and it's not even close, access our content as opposed to parlor, MeWe, and Gab. So if you guys would like to change that, I'm totally fine never talking about Facebook or Twitter again. But until that changes... We got to move where the food is, but uh, we would invite you to leave Facebook and Twitter behind so that we can, um, and check us out on Wee Gab and Parlor as well. If you like censored clips of the show, and I don't know why you would, but again, I mean, there's more people on YouTube than Rumble, and it's not even close. But so if you like censorship, check us out YouTube.com/slash. Steve Dace, or if you like to actually get uncensored content, check us out at rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. In fact, I didn't even bother to look yesterday, Aaron. Were we even able to post any of yesterday's show on YouTube? Any of it?
1: I posted my montage and then Pop Culture Tuesday, and that's it.
2: All right. Out of a... Two hour hour program. Hour and 30 minutes. Hour and 30 when you remove the commercial breaks, right? Uh, Also, I I can't imagine there's anybody left in this audience that hasn't done it yet looking at the sales numbers, but um, thank you. Uh, You can still get your copy or copies of Fauci and Bargain, the most powerful and dangerous bureaucrat in American history at Amazon.com. It's still the number one political commentary book in the country. Uh, it's uh, still in the top five at Barnes & Noble as well. So for those of you that don't want to do business with Amazon, now you don't have to. Get your copy at Barnes & Noble if you prefer. Cannot thank enough. I mean, we are well over 1,000 reviews. Overwhelming. i like over 90% of them are five stars. I mean, the success of the book, uh, really, two people deserve more credit than even Todd and I do. One is... Uh, Anthony Zaccardi, who runs Post Press, the book was his idea. He came to us with the proposal. But then all of you, um, I mean, that have made it such a rousing success. This is uh, this is your, your, your effort is at the very least as important as our own, if not more so. So we cannot thank you enough. And we're just going to keep doing it because you guys keep buying it. <laughs> so thank you very much. Help us to get the word out about the important information in this book all right coming up on the show today of course it's a wednesday uh the return of the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation Uh, he was out ill last week we are anxious to hear from our good friend daniel horowitz at the end of today's show we'll also of course have buy seller hold when we will touch on a, a multitude a plethora of diverse topics at your choosing but before we get to all of that here is aaron's rundown of what happened
1: while we were away What happened while we were away, brought to you by Today's the Day. Today is the day I've been waiting for ever since we began Today in Coronavirus history. On this day back in 2020, in the midst of 30 days to slow the spread, Dr. Fauci tells Vanity Fair magazine, If you're willing to take a risk, and you know everybody has their own tolerance for risks, you could figure out if you want to meet somebody on a hookup app. Yes, this comes around the same time. You didn't have the choice to take the risk of buying gardening supplies in Michigan, didn't have the choice to take the risk of going to church in most of the country, and didn't have the choice to take a risk of living your life as normal. But Fauci said, hooking up with strangers is fine. Moving on, we got an up-close look at lockdown fetishes from two prime ministers over the last 48 hours. Here's Boris Johnson. But it is very, very important for everybody to understand that the reduction in these numbers, in hospitalisations and in deaths and in infections, has not been achieved by the vaccination programme. People don't, I think, appreciate that it's the lockdown that has been overwhelmingly important in delivering this improvement. And here's Justin Trudell. That the UK is ahead of just about everybody else on vaccinations, and yet they maintain uh, very strong restrictions and are facing a very serious third wave. Vaccinations on their own are not enough to keep us safe. We need to engage in the right kinds of behaviours, do things that the Conservatives aren't always good at, like wearing masks, keeping distances, and obeying public health rules. An update on those pesky PCR tests, a new study published at the Canadian Medical Association Journal found only 19% of positive PCR tests for coronavirus in children under the age of 10 contained what's called replication-capable viral material. In other words, only one in five PCR-positive tests in kids found a virus capable of actually causing an infection. The same study found just 44% of PCR-positive tests found a virus capable of causing an infection in in adults. What's this mean? The case stomach we've been dealing with ever since the beginning of last summer maybe overcounting actual infections by around 60 percent the country of Denmark is reportedly putting a permanent end to the astrazeneca covid vaccine according to Danish media the European Union's drug watchdog said last week it had found a possible link between the vaccine and the very rare blood clot cases but said the risk of dying from covid-19 was quote unquote much greater than the risk of mortality from rare side effects the astrazeneca vaccine is built with the same technology as the johnson and johnson vaccine which as you know was suspended by the u.s fda yesterday donald trump via statement last night slammed the fda and the cdc for the decision calling it a terrible disservice and now the least surprising news of all time project veritas was able to get an employee of cnn named charlie chester a technical director on undercover camera admitting the network made sh- up all last year to get former President Trump ousted from office. I think what we did. We got Trump out. I am 100% going to say it. And I 100% believe it, that if it wasn't for CNN, I don't know that Trump would have got voted out. Chester also admitted the narrative surrounding Trump's health was completely fabricated. Uh, was uh I, I don't know, like his hand was shaking or whatever I We brought in like so many medical people to like all tell a story that like it was all speculation that he was like neurological damage, like that that, that he was losing it, he's unfit to you know, whatever. We were we were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about, you know. And that once COVID is over, global warming is going to be CNN's new push. Our focus was to get Trump out of office, right? Without it saying it, that's what it was, right? So our next thing is going to be for climate change. Awareness.
2: Do you think it's going to be just like a lot of like fear? Like Climate.
1: Yeah. yeah, fear sells. Fear sells. No one ever says those things out loud, but it's obvious. After this all went down, a few days later, James O'Keefe Project Veritas caught up with Chester to catch a predator style.
0: Charlie. Is this seat taken? I'm James O'Keefe with Project Veritas. You're a technical director at CNN. You're on camera talking about the importance of getting Trump out of office without saying that's what your intent is. Not interested in I just want to ask you. I've asked you now. What you're you. close to you, within six feet of me. I've, your mask on. Well, I, can, I can stand six feet away from you and ask the like same
1: questions. Moving on, Joe Biden says he's going to bring the troops home from Afghanistan. No, really, I mean really this time, guys. The troops are finally coming home for real. Mitch McConnell is positively quivering with rage at the notion.
2: Precipitously withdrawing U.S. forces from Afghanistan is a grave mistake. It is a retreat in the face of an enemy that has not yet been vanquished. An abdication of American leadership.
1: The NCAA announced in a statement yesterday that it quote unequivocally supports dudes competing in women's sports and also announced they'll pull championships from states that disagree. Update from Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, where Mayor Mike Elliott says he doesn't understand why cops need to have weapons. I don't believe that officers need to necessarily uh, have weapons. Uh, you know uh, every time they they're they're making a, a traffic stop and that's what happened well we were away
2: aaron's montage brought to you by home title theft uh, or home title lock you know we've been warning you about home title theft uh where cyber thieves remove you uh from your home's title and uh, they become the owner uh that's why i said hey you better get home title lock because it's coming well if you're on facebook they just had a big breach there facebook had over 500 million accounts exposed to cyber thieves and according to a retired fbi cyber crime expert everything thieves take uh, uh need to everything thieves need to take over as the new owner of your home was leaked there as well that's the name address personal information all of it out there uh, thieves will forge your signature on a quick claim deed stating you sold your home to them uh, and then they leave you in debt because they liquidate, liquidate all that equity, stick you with everything, maybe even have you evicted. So you need to make sure to protect your home's title with Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, register your address to see if you're already a victim and then sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach. Again, uh, this is one of the biggest websites in the world with a massive data breach. So sign up for 30 free days of protection during this high-risk breach right now at HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code RADIO. The code RADIO at HomeTitleLock.com. Code RADIO. HomeTitleLock.com. In the overtime today, I put up a Twitter poll asking you which of these institutions do you trust the most? Legacy media, government schools, the intelligence community, or the CDC? Which of them do you trust the most? We are going to discuss those results later today and what we think they mean in the overtime. If you want to watch, uh, go to blazetv.com slash dace. That's where you'll get to watch. We will record it for you, our subscribers. We'll record it for you right after today's show and then we'll upload it Upload it so that you can watch it at your convenience later on at blaze slash dace. And that's also where you can go if you're not yet a subscriber and you want to become one and get a discounted subscription at blazetv.com slash dace. All right, let's get to... Uh, Let's get to the montage. And by now, you guys know we're for what we're for, no matter who else is for it or against it at a given time. If you're for what we're for, then you have an ally in us. If you're against and it doesn't matter how many times you were against us before this moment, how many times you are against us on other things at this moment, and then how many times you will be against us on other things in future moments. At this moment, if you're for what we're for, then we're for the same thing. And it works in reverse if you're against what we're against, right? So this week, the Biden administration has made two correct decisions. And those uh, wearing our own jersey who are criticizing them for that this week, I vehemently disagree with. That was number one, the decision made yesterday. Because it is the Biden administration, this is they're the executive branch, these agencies operate under their supervision. The decision that was made yesterday to suspend the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, that was the right decision. The decision made yesterday, we're pulling everybody, all the troops out of Afghanistan by September. That's the right decision. The only wrong part about it is they're not doing it tomorrow. Um and, and I don't have any interest to protect in Afghanistan, and neither do any n- neither do any of you. no one in the sound of my voice. no one has any interest to protect in Afghanistan and hasn't had any for many years now. That has been a waste, a travesty and dumb, exceeded only by. Iraq. Moving on. Um, the top two or top four items in Aaron's montage today really do lay out for all of us a framework of what a scam this has been for the last year and continues to be. I remember vividly a year ago when Fauci said, sure, I mean, hookups on Tinder. By the way, Aaron, you were telling me that's how Project Veritas busted the Isn't CNN that guy. Just Good old-fashioned pillow talk, right? Yeah. So
0: they sent the hottie in, all right, and got him talking, basically.
1: Rolling mm-hmm. tape, is
2: that what happened? Mm-hmm. Right.
0: And be- on behalf of men everywhere to women, I-, I apologize that that clown's part of our tribe. I mean, you yeah. deserve better, ladies.
2: Yeah. Yes, but it also shows... How much power you guys have all been wielding all along? (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. But, um, I mean, the idea, hey, yeah, hookup culture's fine. You know, rando, sex with strangers, fine. Um, uh, Walking, uh, leaving your home to plant seeds, not so much. Walking into a Walmart or Costco, maybe not. And and going to a local drugstore certainly isn't safe, right? Yes. Okay. Kids in school, of course, we can't do that. Okay. I, I mean, that was one of the first I recall a year from a year ago. One of the first gifts that we had about this entire thing before we just kind of looked at this as a as a exercise and data and logic and and does what does the data say? Right. That was really one of the very first what you're talking about Willis moments of this entire and that, now we get these almost daily now right but that was one of the very first ones you're like okay okay now you're I, I see what you're doing you're, you're peeing on me and telling me it's raining right yeah that was one of the very first ones so it was good for Aaron to mark um speaking of peeing on me and telling me it's raining it was good of Aaron to mark his territory <laughs> there um which brings us now to truth and lies the next three items Folks, that study from the Canadian Medical Journal is just a a confirmation and and further quantifying of the reporting that was done by the New York Times last August about this. That the cycle thresholds, meaning how many times did they run your sample through the PCR uh, process before they determined if it was positive, they have to run it at least into the teens, because these are microscopic samples, right? Okay. But for every other outbreak or contagion prior to this, anything above a score of 30 has not been considered, in most cases, has not been considered transmissible or contagious. We're running this thing up to 35 or 40, or at least we were last August when the New York Times reported about this. This is when my Facebook page, which was soaring, was pinged for the first time and has never fully recovered is I got pinged for sharing the New York Times' own work. I got, I, got I, don't, I don't wonder the New York Times Facebook page, they get pinged for publishing their own work. I, I got pinged for sharing their work on this. I mean, I I would have no way of checking. I, in fact, frankly, I didn't know what a cycle thresh, viral threshold was prior to this New York Times story last August. I had to research it. I didn't know what it was. They're the ones that did the work on this. And what they showed is that in a lot of states, because it varies state to state, lab to lab, and Florida, I believe, was the first state after this New York Times story that ordered all of its labs to start reporting the cycle viral threshold to the State Board of Health because we are logging what are called viral artifacts, meaning remnants of a past infection that is no longer transmissible. We are rendering them as positive tests with this Canadian medical journal is just continuing that theme. The 40, what is it? 44%? Is that what they estimate of adult tests?
1: Yes. Was it 41 or 44? I believe it was 44.
2: So almost half. What they're saying is almost half of the tests are rendering a positive for someone who is no longer contagious? If you're not contagious, now you and your doctor still care about your individual health, right? You and your you and your family still do. We, over this past year, we've had to learn to separate the the healthcare aspect of this from the public policy aspect of this. So You and your own physician, you and your family still may care about why you had a positive test come up and may have to deal with that situation with you on an individual level. But on a corporate level, we don't care. From a societal level, if you're not contagious, we all have our own problems. We all have our own bodies. We have our own health, our own families, our own situations. And yours is yours and mine is mine and it's nobody else's business unless you can give me your problem. Then it becomes my business, right? If you can give me your problem it becomes my business. If you can pass on your problem to me, it becomes my business. But if you can't, is it my business? No. No. So if we're saying that nearly half of the tests of adults, 44%, are cycle viral thresholds that are no longer transmissible, i.e. contagious, um, that sort of changes things a, a bit, does it not? Well, By extension, what do you think this says about the total death count, Steve? I, I, well, Yes. That changes things because remember we're coding anything with a any any positive COVID sample, no matter what the comorbidity was, no matter what the act of death was. If you have a positive COVID sample, it is it has been tagged coded as death with COVID. Well, I don't know what's the cycle viral threshold on somebody who who died in a motorcycle accident. You know, I don't I don't know. You know, how contagious are you when you're dead? I I don't know. I'd like to get the answers to questions like yes, that, wouldn't you? Very much so. And I think again, from a public policy standpoint, we are owed those answers. Otherwise it turns out we're we're not in we're not all in this together. Unless that this is a gulag. Which brings us to Boris Johnson. I, I just don't even know. Chud. Chud. That's not Boris Johnson. That's a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. Okay? Something has happened to Boris Johnson. That's not him. It's a deep fake, it's not human. They've had multiple waves of lockdowns. Remember that time I interviewed Harley Race? The great professional wrestler. Do you remember that time? I was still doing sports talk radio and he was coming to Des Moines to do an event. You know, and he's just burning a lung dart at 7 a.m. right in the middle of the interview. You know, I can hear him doing it. He's like, yeah, we're going to have midgets. I'll never forget it. You know, and I'm the only eight-time heavyweight wrestling champion ever. And sometimes, you know, I just say stuff, and I it has it doesn't have a filter; it just comes out like a reflex. Sometimes, and I, <laughs> and I just I just instantly retorted, "Well, doesn't that mean you've then lost it, the championship eight times too?" I heard one more drag, and uh, interview ended shortly thereafter. All right, all right, and um. Um, Boris, how do your lockdowns work?
0: If you keep having to do them,
2: guys, I want you to know, man, I'm on my fourth quadruple bypass, man. I'm Moses Malone right now. Faux, faux, faux. Right? How, I'm going to do my third lobotomy. My third lobotomy nailed it. Stuck the landing on this one. Worked even better than the second. You can't. That's. I, I can't debate that. That's not. Sane. That is insane. It's not logical. It's insane. That's why my answer from now on. Chud. Chud. That's not Boris Johnson. It is a cannibalistic humanoid underground dweller. The United Kingdom is under the control of a non-homo sapien. As we speak, Denmark, I don't know, maybe Daniel, who will be on with us later, it would be a short list of people who work anywhere in the media in this country who have looked at and studied more COVID-19 data than I have in the last year. It would be a short list. And I'm going to tell you, so many across the world, not just our own, because frankly, our own data has been terrible most of the last year. So I've had to go all over the world. Denmark has been about as transparent and thorough in the, in the, in the data that it shares with the world and its citizens of any country in the world so, with, with them being, they're the first country that told the truth about masks in a random study. I think they're still the only country in the world that has told the truth about masks in a random study. For them to step forward now and say, we are going to permanently ban the AstraZeneca um, vaccine. That gets my attention. Now, because they did good, they were good civic servants on other matters of COVID in the last year, does that automatically mean they made the right decision here? No. 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 I mean, it's not like a perpetual, you know, uh, you know uh, blessing, right? Bestowment. You, know, you earn it case by mm-hmm. case. But do you give somebody the benefit of the doubt or not? Depending on. Their recent course of action, or their or their resume, or their history. That's right? adulting, yes. Yeah, and in this case, I would be inclined, given how thorough and transparent the nation of Denmark has been so far, I would be inclined to give them the benefit of the doubt. Doesn't mean I don't reserve the right to say, all right, they, you know, they, uh, they yipped it on the 18th green at Augusta here on this one later, but again, as somebody who has studied as much of this as anybody around the world has in the last year. I mean, Denmark's been about as transparent and thorough as any nation on earth. So for them to be the first ones to come forward and say, I mean, they were the first country in the world that I saw that laid out an age stratification of COVID last year. At least the first one that I I was aware of. I didn't know another country did it before Denmark did. And here's the issue. Once you do that, it shows that unless you have a couple of comorbidities or a certain age group, you are not really lethally vulnerable to this virus. And so that's why governments have been hesitant to lay these out, because once they, people start seeing the age-stratified data, they're like, why then? I'm a 30-year-old with a, the mechanic. Why am I at home and not making a living, right? Yes. It's okay. in the
1: way of the Great Reset. Did I say yes, that out loud?
2: Whoops. Yes, you did. And Denmark was, at, the, at least according to my memory, was the first age-stratified COVID-19 um disclosure i saw any country make a year ago so i mean if if they're the first ones to come forward and say we're never bringing that one back that gets my attention you guys have any thoughts on well, any of these points here in the, in, in the next few minutes a
0: glaring contrast within the last 48 hours Of Again, as you said, we've known the data and who this hits for a long time, but constantly abundance of caution, shut it down again, affecting the lives of those we know by the data are almost certainly not going to be impacted by this thing. And then with a particular demographic, we know these vaccines are hurting, uh, uh, apparently women uh, with blood clots and the blase nature with the same people that would say, shut down the economy for the fourth time are saying, yeah, that's just. just really rare rare, and you know Mm -hmm. sometimes things happen it's appalling you people are sick
1: there's another i want to go back to the pcr thing you're right we need answers to the question the question that we need the answer to is this who decided what the cycle threshold would be for pcr covid tests who decided that and when they when did, did they decide that and why Also, another question we need to get the answer to, and I'm going to let this linger, were any changes made to any other tests, like flu tests that we do on a regular basis that also, by the way, use the PCR testing method, at least for a lot of intra-hospital lab work. Were any changes made to those as well? Those are two questions I think we need the answers to.
2: Mm. Those are good points. Um, Your point, too, that you just made about... The difference here uh, in threat assessments. So we got to shut the country right. down for something that less than two percent of the country is threatened by. But if it's only one percent or less of people that have side effects from a vaccine for a virus that less than two percent of the country is threatened by, then it's just criminal to study it further and not yes. just keep injecting people with it. yes. i mean, if 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 I'm living in Canada, why would you get this vaccine, based on what Trudeau just said? I mean, isn't does he get banned by big tech? Isn't that vaccine, isn't denying the efficacy and safety of the vaccines? I mean, why why would you get a vaccine? What, what this this is a, this is an amazing sales pitch. Multiple countries are doing this. Take an experimental substance and still not get your life back. I mean, I can't believe people aren't just running to get jabbed.
0: It's the Faucian bargain.
2: <laughs> buy sell, hold is next you know you got a million reasons these days to be stressed out well male pattern baldness receding hairlines no longer have to be one of them because the good news is that keeps can help you keep your hair with the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment that everybody else offers, but Keeps offers the generic version, so you're only going to pay about half the cost everybody else offers uh, or demands. And another great part of the deal is the convenience. It's all done online. You just answer a few questions, snap a few pictures of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you, and it's shipped directly to your door. So Why? deal with uh, the hassle of do I have to wear a mask or not. No, Don't worry about it. Just do this online. And then also get big savings. And then more big savings with your first order. Half off your first order when you go to get you started. Half off your first order when you go to keeps.com slash grow. K-E-E-P-S for keeps.com slash grow. Alright, really quick, before we get to buy, seller, hold. I'm getting a, a, a litany of notes from people who believe that this has nothing to do with uh, the, the suspensions of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and, the, and previously the AstraZeneca vaccine has little to do with their efficacy or safety, but that this is really about canceling out the two vaccines offered out there that we're not using the new experimental mRNA technology and that this is really uh, Pfizer and Moderna pushing them out of the market. You guys think there's anything to that at all?
1: Well, I texted you yesterday. What was the in reaction to this this news? I texted you and Todd, and I said, I'm really conflicted because there's a number of ways that this could be nefarious. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know which one to choose. So it could be a number of things. I think think applying Occam's razor... Uh, When there are a variety of options, usually the one that requires the simplest leap or the least number of leaps is usually the correct answer. I I think it's that there's more than the six cases that they talked about. Uh, I think that's borne out with the same technology used in the AstraZeneca vaccine in Europe. I think that's probably the most likely one, but I'm not going to rule it out, especially not after this last year.
0: What do you think? Well, I still have the same issue we brought up yesterday. You aren't just it's it's not just a business model it's not just a spreadsheet it's not just one vaccine thing it's the entire vaccine paradigm which involves a lot of magical thinking about the power of medicine overall in your life It, it, it it there's a religious sensibility and if they gain market share temporarily, long term, they still have the issue of creating distrust in vaccines. Generally, it's a very risky gambit. If that's what they were doing. I
2: I agree. First of all, let me say this to those of you in our audience proposing this. You're thinking, yeah, sure. You're thi- you're 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 thinking the right way. You're critically thinking through this. You've been paying attention, particularly in the last couple of years, and specifically within the last year. So that level of attempted discernment, we won't call it discernment because we don't know that we're actually discerning the truth, right? But so let's not go that far. But uh, and plus, that's really arrogant just to assume every time you try, you're right. But attempted discernment. Is, what's, is what is going to be needed for the days we are in and the ones which still lie ahead. So, mad props to all of you who are at least trying to think along those lines. That's smart. But I would probably come down where you came down, which is, even if they're attempting to do it, it is a risky gambit, as you put it, because uh, a, a, a pin was popped, a pin was put in a balloon last yesterday at this time yesterday
0: and most people don't see the distinction between mRNA right. and the different companies that's exactly some right. do but yeah. most don't
2: yeah and so if you're doing that if that's their play that can have you know the dropped an atom bomb on your neighbor mm-hmm. uh residual where the wind changes direction and the fallout ends up in your yard Right, because now suddenly it's safe to look at everything now. Yep. I mean, because I'm getting a lot of people that are also pointing out, hey, look at the amount of incidents that are being on the, that are on the VAERS site with Moderna and Pfizer. Right. See, everything's fair game now. But that's why there was so much anger right, from people pushing the vaccination effort. And again, let me reiterate, there is positive vaccination data out there. In fact, Florida yesterday reported single digits and deaths for the first time since September. Okay, so I mean, it's not like there's no evidence anywhere that these work. That's not true. The question that's being debated. That's why we're not really debating the efficacy of the vaccines yet. um, In a in a in a. In a vacuum, we're, we're debating the risk, to, the grief to profit, the risk to reward ratio. Is is what could you know come back at me from a side effect worth taking the injection? That's the that's the to us at least to me, and it's my show. That's the equation on the table. Now, if the data showed, you know, Florida did the most aggressive vaccination effort and their hospitalizations with the elderly didn't go down 20 percent, but went up or stayed the same or went down three or four percent. Right. And if they then we'd be like, well, dude, that. That math don't work. That dog don't hunt. What was the point of all of this, especially now with the stuff that we're seeing? But that's that's the debate here, because you're the if you're getting these vaccines, you are the human trial now, the real one. The real human trials are going on in real time right now. And so that's why we're looking at both of these uh, criteria and weighing them together. But you guys are doing, that's the kind of mental math you need to be doing in the times in which we're in. All right. Uh, we used to, Reagan used to say, trust but verify. Uh, don't Don't trust anything before it's verified (laughs) that's what i would say all right and then triple verify it okay and then and then ask a critical question and run it in reverse back just to make sure that it was even verified even unto itself all right i I just had by the way uh i'm so glad when these were last out i i got several boxes this time i just had the chocolate chip cookie dough built bar i know i've gotten a few emails from folks i'm like man i wish they'd bring those back out i'm sure that they will here soon because They are phenomenal. Now, they've got other flavors out. I mean, I've got another bar sitting over there. Uh, Carrot cake with walnuts, that one is phenomenal, too. They're all phenomenal. All covered in real chocolate. Every amazing flavor. Um, You've just never had a protein bar like this. I mean, it has the texture, taste, flavor of a candy bar, but when you look at the nutrition, I mean, it... It's a protein bar, folks, up to 18 to 20 grams of protein per bar, five grams of sugar or less, five net carbs or less per bar, 180 calories or less per bar. Um, You don't have to sacrifice taste and nutrition and health any longer. And because of those metrics there, the sugar content, the calorie content, the carb content, any healthy lifestyle that you want to live, Built Bar fits in. It will satisfy. If you're like me. That's my weakness is the sweet tooth, right? I'm very disciplined in terms of working out. Um, I eat, uh, you know, uh, pretty much the same foods over and over and over again. My weakness is the sweet tooth. That's why I thank heaven for Built Bar, all right? BuiltBar.com is where you can go if you want to give it a shot. 15% off of your first order right now at BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T. Use the promo code DACE to get that discount. Promo code DACE at BuiltBar.com. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. One of the most fun times we have every week. Our producer Aaron, with you, a little help from his friends in the audience, is going to hammer and uh, ambush uh, you and I, Todd, uh, with a series of predictions, topics, suggestions, etc., lists. Who knows what uh, on various topics? You and I will decide: Are we buying that? Are we selling that? Once per episode, you are permitted a hold. But if it's for any reason other than "Wow, that's lame," you have to give. You have to go uh, and listen. To Mitch McConnell, give a speech about why we have to be in Afghanistan for evs. Y'all, that's your penalty this week, if you use a hold. Fair? Fair. All
1: right, Aaron. We'll start with Jim Eagle, who says revival, if it comes, and I pray it does, will happen in spite of the, what he calls, quote unquote, formal church, and not because of it. Individual Christians will lead the way.
2: Well, I mean, if you look at historically, has, has that not been the case? The the, the the prophets were sent to the people. I um, what Christ obviously Christ was outside of the formal religious structure. The apostles were essentially creating a new religious structure. Um, the pilgrims left the old religious structure of the Church of England. I I actually think more times than not that's how it. And hit it when you look at biblical history in more times than not, that's how it's actually occurred. I don't know that it's a perfect record, but more times than not it has occurred that way. Um, so i would I would say, given that historical record, I would say, bye.
0: I don't take issue with the fact I think the prophets are a really good example. but prophets are a formal tool of God as well they're not, they're not an accident. Uh, I I am going to sell on this one. I, I, th- I think there's a formalizing coming along the lines of what um uh, you the the prison ministry he started between Catholics and Protestants as well. The like oh, call, you're call, Chuck Chuck prison,
2: Fel- prison fellow, but he also was,
0: he also was part of the Catholic Protestant alliance. Yeah. What was that called? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Yeah, neither do I. I. Catholics and evangelicals together. Yeah, Is something that like that. With him I, and Richard I, John Newhouse. I I think there's going to be a formalizing along those lines, a sort of elves and dwarves and man uh, coming together. I I don't think it can happen without the formal structures of orthodoxy coming together.
2: I would I would agree, of course, that um, the prophets and the situations I cited were of God. That's why they were revivalists. Mm-hmm. But I would argue they were not ordained by the system. And I think that's maybe what the question is asking. And that's why... I agree with that. Last night, guys, I
0: watched... Um, it the, depends from prophet to prophet. I mean, Nathan was ordained to lead David. Others were yes, less so. Yes, yeah. But I think more often than not,
2: they came from outside of the formal system. I mean, what was Christ's own lament? Jerusalem, Jerusalem, ye who stones the prophets and kills those whom God sure. has sent. How I've longed to gathered you in as a hen does her chicks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Last night I watched the Rise of Jordan Peterson documentary on Amazon Prime, and what blew me away is these young men. He's not a political commentator. He's not a he's not a, a societal commentator. He's a dad, and frankly, a, a pastor. Um, without any Bible verses, just men that need guidance, that are not being taught how to grow up, what their potential is, what, their, what, the, what the expectations are. And to see these strapping young men just wait in line afterwards and they just are broken. That somebody stepped up to them man to man, eyeball to eyeball, and said, number one, um, you're be- you got to do better than this. Number two, though, you can do better than this, and here's how. And I think... In a secular sense that's an example of what we're talking about and why are so many young men why were so many young men before he got sick and had to kind of leave the, the stage for a while why were so many young men lining up all over this continent to be mentored by Jordan Peterson to the, and, and, and saying things to him that, that you would say to a pastor or a priest well, probably because their pastors and priests weren't doing those things. So they moved where the food was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Fascinating answers. Uh, up next, Space Monkey says ironclad argument. If gender is a social construct, transgenderism is a social construct.
2: Beautiful. Yes it's it's the old oh, it yeah, by it's the old how can everything be relative if everything's relative then nothing yeah. is because that in and of itself right. is a self-refuting statement right okay there's no such thing as absolute truth well you just asserted an absolute mm-hmm. correct and i think space monkey has caught a, uh, a fly in the ointment and i would buy wholeheartedly well done bye
1: Next up, John says the United States military will require that military personnel receive the COVID vaccine.
2: The only shock is that this hasn't happened uh, uh, 10 minutes ago. Military's gone, guys. Those aren't your troops. That's not your flag. It's not your traditions anymore. It's gone. Uh, decide for yourself whether you still think there's enough national interest and in, in patriotic patriotic interest to serve there, but the automatic default deference to the military as an institution and is um, unfortunately, and it breaks my heart to say this. It's gone. All right. So those are the, those are the troops of Wokistan now, not these United States of America. So my only shock is that it hasn't happened already. So by, of course that's going to occur.
0: Yeah, I, of course by, and you know what I think about vaccines, but all of the social justice, gender bending is of far, far greater concern about, uh, the health of our military than the vaccine. Listen, the, the irony of joining the military to defend the freedoms of, uh, americans is that you you do by definition forego some of your own freedoms and, al- and always have yeah. and in terms of this listen, I mean, listen i i wouldn't if i went into the military thinking what i think about vaccines i'd have to fully be prepared that i'm getting almost all of them almost certainly because that you know where you're being sent the nature of the beast of who how you're communing how you're living with people it's just a, that's always been a different animal so i actually it's yeah, this is common and it's frustrating, but this has always been part of the bargain of being in the military.
1: Alexander Rogers has a Mount Rushmore for us. Mount Rushmore of disappointing state citizenry since 2020. Number four, Kentuckians Bevin. I hardly knew him.
2: Yeah, and of course, they ended up with a complete and total uh,
0: COVID thug. Yeah, bye-bye. Since what year? 2020.
1: 2020. Oh, okay. Bye. Number three, Buckeyes conquered by Beta Male DeWine.
2: Yeah, I got to buy on that. Now, I'll say this, though. We have, I say this today, and I'm wearing my Michigan pullover. The amount of Ohio and Ohio State fans, VIPs, like famous former players, they're contacting me and sharing our stuff, okay? There is a level of vitriol and anger organizing and is palpable there and pushing back. The legislature has pushed back there. So there, is, there has been better resistance to DeWine in Ohio than there has been to Abbott in Texas. So hmm. I, I guess I'm okay with Ohio being
0: on the list, but, but there, there is, there's, there's uh, some real pushback there. I'll buy because I'm not satisfied with anything short of demanding a recall. So, Well, okay, if you're, that's your standard, I won't
1: argue. Number two, New Yorkers. New York tough is an absolute job. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Todd's nailed that in the past. Absolute buy.
1: And number one, Texans. Thank you, Abbott. May we have another?
2: I mean, yes. Yep. Yep. I don't have a, if, the, if I have a relocation mistress now, it may be Tennessee. Might be Tennessee. Could be it. I don't know. But I don't know that I have one any longer. I don't. I've only got eyes for Iowa right now cuz we're also out of the damn winter. That helps. I <laughs> will come back with hour two in a moment. And greetings. Welcome to Back to the Steve Day Show, our number two. Steve Dace here with Todd and Aaron McIntyre, and all of you. Let us know what you think about what we think via the stevedace.com inbox. You can do so. Email the program, steve at stevedace.com, or look for Steve Dace on Facebook, MeWe, Parlor, Gab. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter. And if you're looking for censored content, go to youtube.com slash Steve And if you like the uncensored variety, go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And if you are a podcast listener, listener thank you so much our podcast audience has exploded i was uh, talking to one of the mucky mucks here at the blaze yesterday and we were looking at some of our latest metrics and numbers and some of the names that uh, right now our podcast is outperforming are some pretty big names so bigger names than we bring to the table and so we just have All of you to thank for that. So while you're there, though, hit that subscribe button. Doesn't matter which podcast platform you utilize, but especially if it's iTunes, because that's the biggest one of them all, but that works for any of them. Hit the subscribe button for us. Leave us a five-star review, because the more of those we get, the more it uh, encourages the algorithms out there to find more people like you, and it also pleases the Mucky Mucks down in Dallas. They like to see those things, too. They apparently think somebody at least needs to like us. (laughs) (laughs) we gotta we gotta have some fans some supporters all right at the bottom of the hour our good friend uh, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation daniel horowitz will be joining us part two though of by seller hold is brought to you by the torch of freedom foundation you know in the chaos of 2021 every law abiding citizen needs to know how to defend your family before during and after A self-defense incident takes place. Patriot Academy's constitutional defense course, which is hosted at the Front Sight Firearms Training Institute out there in Nevada, offers a unique combination of intellectual and physical training that you just can't find anywhere else. This is the course that you've heard our very own Daniel Horowitz talk about on his podcast. He's completed a course uh, a few times now. He's also encouraging patriots everywhere to partake in 16 hours of firearm training on the range and eight hours of intellectual training in the classroom. Front Sight Firearms Training Institute is the premier firearms and self-defense training organization in the country. They train approximately 50,000 people each year at their 550 acre complex. That's just outside of Vegas. It's remarkable. And the training is second to none. If you're one of those people, extremely hungry for training right now because of the riots, general unrest, and everything else currently happening in our world, you're going to be amazed at how much you're going to learn, not just about firearms, but about the Constitution and your liberty as well. So this course is for everyone, whether you have never held a weapon before or you have All the experience. Uh, It's a family-friendly program, too. Front site, it's a wonderful thing. You can take the whole family, too. You can visit ConstitutionCoach.com. That's the website. ConstitutionCoach.com to register for their May 30th or June 6th course today. And you're going to get, you ready for this, 90% off the training. Now, that doesn't count travel and accommodations. They're not a part of the discount. That's your responsibility. But the training itself, 90%. Nine zero, folks. That's practically giving it away. Ninety percent off uh, when you go to ConstitutionCoach dot com today. Again, that's ConstitutionCoach dot com today. All right, let's get back to part two of buy, sell, or hold. Aaron.
1: We'll go now to Hunter Lucas, who uh, who says uh, the other vaccines will be downplayed more and more by both sides so they can pin it on Trump, basically ruining any chance he runs in 2024. Sell.
2: Um, they've already defeated Trump. They've already marginalized him. He's not on any social media platform that matters, really, um, to the majority of Americans. There are some... Uh, that do matter that he could be on like gab he's choosing not to be on any of them so um, so either he has chosen not to engage or has been banned Uh, I I think a lot of the country has moved on I you know I know I've said this before too for eight years it seemed like Barack Obama was the Sun and the moon and the stars and then when he left office the world moves on you know on a lesser scale last week I have the number one book in the country this week. I might get hit by a car and no one will care that last week I had the number one book in the country and someone else will still have, will have the number one book in the country instead. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The the time, the the moments moved on that, that, that doesn't mean that he is irrelevant because he's not still holds a lot of power, but he's not a prime directive any longer. And the larger paradigm around public health, vaccination, now that Orange Man Bad is gone, that matters to the people in charge now a lot more than dinging Donald Trump one more time. So, sell.
0: Yeah, I'm selling. And to the degree they are being downplayed in any way shape or form right now has nothing to do with an ultimate belief in vaccines. I mean, that magical thinking isn't going anywhere, uh, but the, the other tools, but you know, still masks, still lockdowns. This has to do with something that goes way beyond Trump and what ultimately COVID has been used to do all along. And it's what progressivism has been designed to do all along. And that's take everything and ultimately be the God killer to be the God. Hmm.
1: Moving on. Tiny Johnny says the condition of COVID panic is when you are so scared, you scare yourself and others into a state of panic where you are scared of not being hmm. scared.
0: I like this too. I that, very
2: much like I, I think that's very well said. You're, you're, you've illustrated a, better than me a point we've made on our show before, previously, which is the human instinct in the past was, you know, when there's a disaster or a plague to, you know, go last days of Pompeii. All right, one more orgy, man. Let's squeeze it in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're the first era I know of in all of human history that demanded this thing be worse than it actually was. Yes. And how dare you tell me it's not and take that away from me? How dare you free me from
0: this? This has been deeply fulfilling To a lot of people. That's deeply fulfilling. Yes. All that meaningless that the emptiness of progressivism had brought them, even though they'd say that, you know, they were just deeply depressed. This fear, this constant heightened militant vigilance has been, as Jordan uh, Shaktyal says the most important time of their entire lives.
2: And, and hey, of course, there's a carpetbagger aspect to this, and there there are carpetbaggers and grifters whenever there is calamity, right? And so that's that. You, you get your Eric Feigl dings. There's always an Eric Feigl ding in every one of these yes. situations. But they need an audience, don't they? Yes. They they. I mean they 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 cannot they cannot grift on their own. They cannot the they cannot carpet bag themselves. And so therefore you get this because of what you just said people are ripe they're groomed um they 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 are they want to be ruled and this is the first bl- plague i know of in human history where the where the people demanded that it be told to them it is worse than it actually
1: is This relates to, back to what you uh, said about Jordan Peterson, I believe, last segment or the segment before as well. You wonder why all those young men see him as a pastor, a messianic, or not a messianic figure, that's overstating it, or pastoral, Mm -hmm. or father figure. It's because of the emptiness that, that Todd has been talking about. Wait, I don't have to be empty? I don't have to live in fear all the time? That's why... You know, that there's a design for how I'm supposed to be. That's, that's why mm-hmm. that's the case. 79 model Chris says, Mount Rushmore of greatest living actors to not even get an Oscar nomination. John Goodman, Kurt Russell, Richard Gere, Harrison Ford.
2: Harrison Ford's not had a nomination. I don't. I think- got to look
0: that up. I don't okay, think so, like for witness or nothing? Whoa, is that my mic? Sorry about that, Aaron. Uh, okay. I got to look that up. Kurt Russell is—that's a crime. That guy is such a fantastic actor. He does drama, he does comedy. His range, it, that's a crime. Richard Gear—he uh, is an Academy Award nominee.
1: Yeah, 1986. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Harrison Ford is. Yeah, I thought that he had been. What was it for? You um, know, I, actually, I thought for Regard- witness. It was for witness, uh, okay. the very movie I cited. Yeah. Um, I can I can kick a gear off that list. Yeah, I got to kick a gear off that list too. Uh, I have no John Goodman again.
2: Four doesn't belong on the list because yeah. he's been nominated. Goodman is an interesting choice because I I think there is a wide range of of talent there uh, and ability. Okay, so uh, and and it's kind of an inspired original take to put him on that list. So I like it. Who else am I missing? Who is the fourth? Uh, uh, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Russell. I'm with you on Kurt Russell. Yeah. In terms of, you know, then who should replace Richard Gere and Harrison Ford, that would take way too much work for us to go through the list of nominees, and we're just not in the mood to do that right now. But is two out of four good enough to get a buy? No. Then sell. Sell.
1: Up next, Jason says, Alex Jones was actually right about a lot.
2: Um, Sell. Sell. I'm going to sell. We'll leave it there. I'm fine with him saying he's right about some. some. (laughs) Yeah.
1: But more he, how about uh, Alex Jones was was right about more than you would have given credit uh, given him credit for. Listen, I think last that year. might
2: even be fair yeah. too. But here's my thing too, uh, because my worldview doesn't judge people by outcomes. That's you, that's, that's utilitarian ethics. My worldview is more, the Christian, the biblical worldview judges you by your motivations choose this day whom you will serve and they will come to me and say i did this in your name and i committed this great act of charity and cast out these demons and i will say i i I don't know who you are depart from me into the into the lake of fire with you all right motivations is is the biblical standard for judgment that's why the first two commandments are i am god number one number two don't make any other gods okay those get to acts. Those get to, those are the motivations. Whom am I serving? Hey, you know, uh, Baal said not to steal too, and I didn't steal from anybody. So I, I right? I get in, right? No, no. Because Baal isn't God and might even be a demon. So no. So motivations are the key. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I've never watched his show in, in mass, so I don't know. Anything about him beyond just what social media viral clips? How much homework does he do? How much did he? How many situations did he document? You know what I'm saying? Was he just railing against a system? And if you do it enough times, and count on human nature to betray you enough times, you're going to be right more times than not. I, I don't know the answers to those questions. So motivations, in my worldview, are what matter more than results, um, because we're not utilitarians. I mean, that, that's, that's one of the impetuses of, of, of locking you down. Well, it doesn't matter if it violates your freedom and stuff, what our motivations are, if it works, if it stops the spread of the virus temporarily, it's okay, right? We got mm-hmm. the right result, right? So uh, it's not about, you know, I've, lefties like to be judged by intentions. It's okay that I bankrupted you and crashed your currency because I was trying to, my intention was, To to feed as many homeless people as possible, right? Mm -hmm. But a lot of righties want to be judged by results. Well, I made the trains run on time. I got the job done. On your anniversary, go home to your wife with some flowers. Walk into the kitchen on the table. Just chuck them on the table. Happy anniversary. Go so sit over in your lazy boy, Al bundy style with your pant your hand halfway down your pants and grab the remote. She feeling like it's really a happy anniversary, Todd. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you did the thing, right? I got mm. the, the, I did the bottom line result, right? Right. That's why you know a tree by its fruit. Because a good tree can't produce bad fruit and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. Right? Motivations are what ultimately lead to the outcomes we want not the outcomes themselves are not what we are judged by and so to me i'm not really so much concerned if alex jones was right about more than i thought or right about more than he's been given credit for i'm more concerned about the fact that a couple of years ago when his ex-wife came at him for custody he put in in a in a court filing not to take my kids away because everybody knows i just say and do these things kind of as an act for effect It's not to be taken literal, not to be taken seriously. I'm more concerned about that. What's your motivations?
1: Up next, we have Daniel Clark, who says, The view of masculinity in most American churches is a castrated version of biblical masculinity.
2: Absolutely. Bye. Absolutely bye. This is the David French principle. Yeah, there's a, you know... I I've just I've seen it in churches I belong to I've seen it with churches I've observed or pastors I know not huge fans in too many cases of men's ministries why because we're not getting together maybe we'll do it once man but we're not getting together the third Saturday of every month just to talk You know what I'm saying that ain't how we roll all right maybe once i've got some feelings to share the rest of the time what the hell am i doing here there's a ball game i could watch some golf i could be playing you know a car i could be fixing up a lawn i could be mowing you know what i'm saying what am i doing here what's the point of this is it going anywhere get the men organized and mobilized and the men are going to be like we don't want to just sit here and perpetually share we don't want to sit here and perpetually talk so we want to do something then you start asking questions like well why aren't we doing so-and-so, pastor? Well, don't, don't, don't be doing that. You know, we're just counting widgets here through the turnstiles. So, yeah, bye. Absolutely, bye. Hard bye.
1: Next up, actively anti-faucist says the Padres <laughs> will break the National League record for most wins by a wildcard team. 2015 Pirates were 98-64. and 64.
2: So, we've had 100 win teams not make the playoffs, but it was the pre wildcard era. I go back to the Giants uh, and Braves, I think it was on the last day of the season, and didn't the Giants win like 100 games and not make the playoffs one year? The, one of the more famous cases, the 1980 Baltimore Orioles, uh, with Jim Palmer and Steve Stone on the staff and hmm. uh, Eddie Murray uh, oh. still in his prime, they won 100 games, I believe, well, and didn't memory, make the playoffs okay so have been I I can't believe I just kind of pulled that out although if you ask me who won the um, National League uh, West in 2014 I would not remember how weird is that is that what happens when you get older I I remember what happened in the 80s and 90s vividly and I struggle to remember, dude, who won the NBA title in 2017.
0: Every year, well, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Every year, no matter the sport, I can't automatically recall half the time. Like who won last year's Super yes. Bowl? I'm like, uh, give me a I, uh, Really, I can't just. Uh, it won't just come to me. Like but. from from literally from when Magic and Bird entered the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I know. Until when
2: my Pistons. Um, their last run mm-hmm. with the Chauncey Billups teams ended. Mm-hmm. I could tell you who was in every NBA finals and who won every one of those years. Yeah. I don't know if I can remember who was in the 2017 NBA finals. Right. You know? I know. Uh, so that it gets kind of weird like that. It does. Right. But will they set the record? Will they win more than 98 games? I th- it, The odds of that are so low compared to the odds that they won't. So I will sell
0: just because of the value of the odds sell don't care baseball's dead to me right now
1: <laughs> whoa next, yeah that's a little
0: that it is i told a, you that's a statement not,
2: man that is
1: professional a professional baseball
2: we hear you we know what you meant yeah we're talking to mlb yes dude this is where lbj says if i've lost walter cronkite man if you've lost todd erzin yikes okay
1: that's not a good thing. No. Um the Psycho Scooter says one or more of these things will happen prior to twenty twenty four. Eleven or more Supreme Court justices. Sell. no shot. No never happening. Todd.
0: Just has to be one or more of these, don't we? So don't we have to go through the list? Yep. Oh, I thought we were going one by one by one. My bad.
1: Okay. But you can let let's do them one by one. So okay. Okay. Uh you're selling on that one. No shot never happening
2: we i wished it would we'd be it'd be so beneficial to us if they did and just completely discredited the whole judiciary in the process we could not be that lucky we could not we could not be fortunate enough to have our opponents make such a blunder that actually feeds our premise that would be signs that maybe maybe there's life in the
1: old lady yet so sell i'll buy (laughs) <laughs> uh let's see number two ukraine falls to russia Sell, so
2: but well, first of all does it have to i mean if it if, if if you're putin do you have to take on the the scrutiny and the you know what i'm saying yeah, no i agree if you can That's, just essentially yeah. influence it as a de facto yeah. satellite state to some extent right so i mean why why take on the added scrutin- scrutiny and responsibility and blowback
1: uh, number three, Taiwan falls to China. Buy. I could buy that one.
2: That's the best one I think so far. Yeah.
1: And number four, mass casualty event with a nuclear device. Mm,
2: so I mean, I, I, I could buy that happening, from, especially if we're going to do direct negotiations with Iran. We're going to elevate their standing, not within the world, but within the terrorist community that'd be that's a huge win for iran they're the they're the islamic ghetto right now guys i right, mean they, they are the red-headed stepchildren are right now of the islamic world i mean you've got you've got the rest of the islamic world by and large coming to israel with hey let's let's make wampum together iran the specter of iran iran is more castrated than men are in most american christian churches Iran is a redheaded stepchild we're now talking about though treating them like an equal or at least that's how they will sell it to their peers within Islamic radical circles that they're back in business man meets back on the menu we're we're back to being the main haven for our belief system and if that were to happen then I, I could see something radioactive gets into the wrong hands. Of some terrorist group with some Iranian ties, and off we go. I I could definitely see that happening, so I will buy. Sadly, so. All
1: right, up next, Paul Howard says Asa Hutchinson will run for POTUS in 2024 in the big tent cultural <laughs> gut rot wing of the GOP, basically Kasich without the mailman dad.
0: And I'm buying because I only That's got the halfway only thing th- th- that can happen. Well, I've got I got halfway through, and I was thinking he's John Kasich, and then you mentioned it, yeah. so. Since we were vibing there, I'm buying. Sell.
1: Uh, let's see. Andy Smith says Todd's better with a beard.
0: I don't.
2: I don't really care.
1: Not a is is that a buy or a yeah, sell? Uh, or uh, uh,
2: you know what? I'm. I'm holding. No, I don't really care.
0: Good. I'm sell. Only matters what my wife thinks, and uh, she's good either way. That's a good answer.
1: Up next Dale Dobak says Fauci will quote unquote retire in the next 3 months.
2: I'm already on record saying I don't believe. I said this like more than a month ago. I don't think he finishes the year. 3 months? Um I I could see what is it now? Mid April. So we're talking mid July. I I could see it. So I'll buy. It wouldn't be my prediction, but I don't think it's I don't think it's not feasible no, either. I'll buy
1: and bear nj says todd co-writing a best-selling book on a first attempt is the publishing equivalent to orson wells co-writing his great film citizen <laughs> kane to start his career
2: i believe i have to buy this don't i Rosebud? yes <laughs> bye that's very nice of you sure yeah. bye except for you it's going to be <laughs> faucian faucian
1: All right, top 25 one-hit wonders of the 1980s. All right, here
2: we go. I'm ready for this one now.
1: Buy, if you agree where it is on the list, sell. If you don't hold, your. Don't hold. Number 25, Musical Youth, Pass the Duchy.
0: I don't even know what that is. But maybe that's why it's a one-hit wonder. Okay, buy. Sell. Do you know what it is? No, which is why I'm selling. Okay. Because if I don't know what
2: it is, it ain't worthy of knowing. Sell.
1: 24, Eddie Brickle and New Bohemians. Edie. Edie Brickle. Eddie Brickle. Brickle. I'm yeah. sorry. I was born in 1993. That's okay. Eddie Brickle. Uh, what Eddie I Brickle. Am.
2: I like Eddie Brickle better because I frigging hated this song. All right? But yeah, you know what? At least yeah. it's something I know, so I'll buy, Bye. I guess. But man, I hated this song with a passion. But it's Edie Brickle.
1: Yeah. Uh, number 23, Eddie Grant, Electric Avenue.
2: No way. Bye. That's 23, man. That was a top two song. Sell. It's got to be a lot higher than 23. That's one of the biggest selling one hit wonder songs of the decade. You haven't heard the list yet. Okay. There's not 23 songs better than that. All right. So that's fine. That's the benchmark.
0: See, you're saying this is why you get so frustrated because they're (laughs) always wrong.
1: (laughs) You just. (laughs) Number 22, Michael Cimbello, Maniac. Maniac.
2: Yeah. I could, that went number one. I could see it being better than, than, bigger than uh, Electric Avenue. So So she's a maniac. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. That was a big time number one song. I'll buy that.
1: Yeah number 21 twisted sister we're not going to take it
2: now that's not nearly yeah. the hit the previous ones were but i like that song better than the previous song so i'm gonna buy
0: but they're not a one-hit wonder
2: no they're not even a one-hit wonder so i got the song i want to rock yeah. rock mm. yeah. you ever heard that song I don't, that's I don't twisted so. sister I too yes yeah, so you know what i'm they're not they're not a one-hit wonder i'm selling with that with you
1: on that you're right yeah uh, number twenty, Rockwell. Somebody's watching me. That's a classic
2: one-hit wonder. Watching Michael Jackson me. on the back yeah. on yeah. the backup vocals. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that was a number one song too. I, I kind of think it should be higher, but I'll buy.
1: Number nineteen, dead or alive. You spin me round like a record. So no way. That should be higher. First of all, they weren't a
2: one-hit wonder. They had several hits. Number one. Secondly, though, that shouldn't be higher than Rockwell. No way. No way is that higher than Rockwell.
0: Yeah, that was uh, a much bigger song sell it makes me sick that that's a hit on any level yeah
1: 18 rob bass and dj easy rock it takes two
0: it takes two to make a thing go right it
2: takes two to make it out of sight i'm gonna buy i i i gotta wonder what's better how many songs are better than that one though that is a definite buy
1: yes you're gonna love the next two and possibly three Number seventeen, men without hats, the safety dance. That's a classic
2: '80s one-hit wonder. I wouldn't put it ahead like of Rob Base. I didn't say that, yeah. but I, but it's a classic, classic '80s one-hit yeah. wonder. Bye. So I'm fine with it being there. Bye.
1: Uh, number sixteen, Nina, ninety-nine, Luftballoons. Balloons. Uh, I used to sing
2: along mm-hmm. to the German version when I was a kid. My mom rushed in one day, thought she was convinced I knew German. I didn't know what the hell I was saying. I was just a murmuring of words. That's
0: the craziest thing you've ever said. I, I used to sing along with the yeah. German version? Yeah, because yeah, that was what was originally played. Remember, that came
2: out first. So And I then want... when it hit on the charts, then they had, a, they had an English translation version. God, so... Okay? <laughs> wow. But no, it doesn't belong higher than Rob Bass or Rockwell, so sell
1: so. Number 15, Devo Whip It.
2: Now listen, they got like a greatest hits album. Are, are they a one-hit wonder, Devo? I mean, Whip It is a is an eighties classic, but I would argue that's not a one-hit wonder.
0: Okay, I, I don't. So I'm, I'm going not, to. Sell. I
2: didn't realize they had a greatest hits album. I thought so. that they did, but I know they've had more than one hit. So I'm going to sell. Okay, on, on the grounds that that's not a one-hit one-hit wonder.
1: Number fourteen, Big Country in a big, yeah, country. big country that's a one hit wonder That's okay. definitely a one hit wonder yeah,
2: um, way um, high. it's way too hot that's way too high but yes. um, but it belongs on the list i'll buy okay yeah
1: number 13 thomas dolby she blinded me with science well to me this has got to be
2: like in the top 5 yes. you guys know i adore this song Bye. okay so my is it too low though do i sell on the grounds it's too low
0: depends on how much you want to frustrate yourself all right this
2: is the new benchmark it's got to be better <laughs> than she blinded me with science from from henceforth
0: okay
1: Number 12 Animotion, Obsession. Uh
0: great song, not oh, great better than Thomas song. Dolby, so. Oh, sell. oh. I'll buy this is an outstanding song.
2: It's a great song, just not better than Thomas Dolby. Uh number yes, 11,
1: uh <laughs> Gary Newman Cars.
0: Big know. time number 1 song, not
2: better than Thomas sell. Dolby,
1: so. Uh number 10, Frankie Goes to Hollywood Relax.
2: Um one of the dirtiest songs of the era. Right. Uh now, they have a lot of hit. They were huge in the UK. They were not a one hit wonder there.
1: They kind of yeah, were here. Uh.
2: So, can we disqualify them on Hollywood, those grounds? Franking
0: goes to Hollywood, doesn't strike
1: me as a one hit wonder. Okay, then they're disqualified. Not technically a one hit wonder. Number nine, Kaja Gugu, too shy.
2: Oh, you know, I've cited my too shy, shy, hush, hush, eye to eye on more than one occasion. Okay, but not better than Thomas. Now, I See, this is actually a good list that just says Thomas Dolby, too low. You know what, I'm going to go ahead and, you know what, retroactive buy on several of these other ones I sold. They belong on the list. I just, okay. I'm lobbying up. Uh, you know what, in honor of your disdain
1: for
0: It's starting to make me uncomfortable. I'm protesting the placement to of Thomas Dolby.
1: Okay. All right, we got to go rapid fire here right. to finish out. Number eight, Bow Wow Wow, I Want Candy. No.
2: Uh, it, it, no. Uh, Bye.
1: No. Number, so. number seven, Modern English, I'll Melt With You. That could potentially yes. be number one.
0: Yes. Bye.
1: That's uh, a freaking, that's- remember
0: what movie that's from? Mm, if you tell me I will.
2: Valley
1: Girl
0: oh okay yep. yeah.
2: bye
1: Num- number six Tony Basil or Basel Mickey that's a bye. great song too definitely a bye yeah it's, t- it's Basil by the way Basil uh, number five Soft Cell Tainted Love
0: oh man now we're getting to some
1: rarefied air right now
0: got to answer <sighs> bye Bye. I'll,
2: but I'd have been fine with like any of the order with these songs. This is an elite group of songs right here. Yeah.
1: Number four, Tommy Two Tone, 8675309.
2: See, I have to buy. I was never a huge fan of this song, but I gotta recognize the the moment that it was, man. I mean, this was a big, big song, so I gotta buy.
1: Number three, Aha, take on me.
2: Uh, I mean, it I mean, it's the all time yes. one of the all time greatest music
1: videos. Uh yes. bye. Number two, flock of seagulls, I ran.
2: I broke up with my first girlfriend oh, no. in Orlando, Florida oh, no. in the third grade. Oh, Her name no. was Andrea oh, no. because she liked this song and oh. that dude's haircut. I'm, okay, I'm selling. That's too high. It is way too high. Yeah.
1: Number one, Dexie's Midnight Runners Come on Island. Maybe the greatest one hit wonder
2: ever. Not just in the 80s, ever. One of my all-time favorite songs. It's
1: a freaking... Hm perfect pop song I mean, courtesy of Entertainment Weekly that by list by. was pretty
2: once we That's got the happiest you've ever been I'm, about I a am, I am, I felt that that was a little bit more populist a little bit more everyman. minute tried to ruin it out of the gate but they did no they no, tried to did. ruin it you know, they did <laughs> they did I was correcting them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was giving them some Jordan Peterson they should have appreciated it in fact <laughs> Daniel Horowitz will win us next You know, trying to sell your home in any economic environment can be a challenge. One of the more stressful things you'll ever do, particularly if you did what I did last time. It's been 15 years and I still have nightmares about uh, selling on one end and buying on the other. Thankfully, I found a real estate agent that I could trust. Now you need to find one as well, especially for these unprecedented times.
0: Bing. Thank you.
2: Where would you find such an agent? The good news is the name kind of says it all. Just go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com. This is a company started by Glenn Beck and some of his associates. They also ran into real estate agents who were all hat and no cattle when the time came. And that is when they said, we can't allow that to happen to us ever again, but also our own audience. Thankfully, they found out, you know what? There's some good old-fashioned salt-of-the-earth agents right here in an audience of this size. So they started referring people to them around the country. And out of that grew this grassroots network of agents so that just about anywhere you want to go to buy or sell, we can hook you up probably with an agent uh, that you can trust, one that will take charge of the situation but knows you're in charge and has a fully proven, verified track record of success. Go to the website, realestateagentsitrust.com again, that's realestateagentsitrust.com. Let's go again to our good friend, Daniel Horwitz, our weekly prophet of woe and lamentation. Good to see you, my friend. How you be?
3: We are doing all right, Steve. Great to be back with you.
2: Good to have you back. And over the weather, good to see you again. Uh, they're healthy. So let us begin with what's happening with the vaccines. I don't want to... I. I. I and, and the pause, the suspension of J&J. Today, Denmark... Um, you know, I don't know anybody in conservative media that has looked at more, or any media for that matter, that has looked at more COVID data in the last year than the two guys on the opposite ends of this conversation. And I don't know of a country that has been more honest, transparent, uh, or thorough in its data than than Denmark has. They have permanently banned the AstraZeneca vaccine here today. We've also got now uh, Boris Johnson. You've got Trudeau in Canada. They're going with the Fauci uh, messaging, which is it's okay if you get vaccinated, but you still can't have your lives back. All right. So just your overall view of the politics of this and what it means.
3: Sure. So, I mean, obviously, scientifically, we we saw this coming a mile away. I mean, you were saying this, uh, last March, even when they were talking about we can't do anything. We have to lock down until there's a vaccine. And you're saying, "Well, there's a reason why we didn't have a vaccine for any other coronavirus. that uh, they're They're very elusive. they're It's hard to make them work. And the method they're using, according to their own admission, doesn't even stop you from getting it. It's not really a traditional vaccine that exposes you to a non ah uh, like a dormant part of the pathogen, and then you you kind of have it. It uh, takes over your immune system and it elicits a reaction that we hope works. Um, but in the past, and this is why the FDA didn't approve it and they and they abandoned it 14 years ago, it causes autoimmune dysfunction and dysregulation in some people. So this is not a surprise. This is par for the course. Um, it was known that endovirus shells, which is what the J&J vaccine uses, uh, you know, they often could cause blood clotting issues. So it's not a matter of how many people truly got it. It's a matter of we know scientifically it makes sense based on the method. Um, but the truth be told, the other vaccines are pretty, pretty similar, except for that one point with the shell of how they use it. So the the story is that the other um, vaccine makers have a little bit stronger political science Behind them than J&J did because uh, they have more lobbyists that are hooked into the highest levels of government. Um, I, I've always disagreed with my colleagues on this issue. Uh, most people thought the cronyism of big pharma to get everyone vaccinated was the endpoint of covid fascism. And I disagreed. I said covid fascism was the endpoint of the fascism. They 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 want the control. Now, there are people who want money to be made and they will accommodate them and it will be a part of it. And they'll use it as a tool to tyranny so long as it helps. Imagine if they would have said um, in March, there's no such thing as a vaccine that's going to work for this. So you're going to be locked down and wear a mask forever. Well, no one would have done it. So they said, hey, let's do it until this 15 days to flatten the curve. Then they got people sucked in with the vaccine. Now that it has fulfilled its um you know, uh, mission, as they say in the 1984 uh, uh, movie uh, on Orwell. uh, It's not about winning the war. It's about continuing the war. So now they have to continue the war. So it's going to be some sort of um, mix of getting the right vaccine every six months to keep the pockets lined enough. But ultimately, the main goal is to keep the tyranny the fascism, and then any other policies such as jailbreak and spending and dependency that they get off of COVID um, to keep flowing. If you have a pleasurable experience in life, you're not going to stop milking that cow.
2: So then, if, if your analysis is correct of the situation, that this has just all been a stall tactic, right? That's essentially what you're saying. Okay, uh, to create the frog in the boiling water, and the more and more this goes on, the more and more we just adjust and get used to it, and you know, and and then we yell at Moses when he uh, that we have to get to straw for our own bricks when he tries to free us later, right? That's essentially your analysis. Am, am I do I am I summarizing I, that? Okay, that so then exactly so then what is then what would be then an inflection point in your view?
3: Is there ever an inflection point with the frog in the boiling water? I mean, I mean, Steve, if there is ever any. Uh, veracity to that analogy, I think we're seeing it proven now. It is shocking how far people have gone, but even now there is no mass uprising. I mean, we're not really seeing that. I think quietly as time goes on, a larger percentage of people think this is bull, but it's not strong enough that they're willing to rebel. And I can't really blame Fauci and his fiendish ilk For doing what they're doing. If you look at what people are. How people are taking this. Almost for free. How much rope they're giving the government. I can't blame them. For pushing their luck. Um, The variants really scare people. It's a great tactic. Um, It's always the unknown. And after 12 months. Well people are kind of used to the virus. Well now there's a new one. And that one's really problematic. Boy is that one going to get you more than ever. And I think they keep pressing that same panic button. And ultimately, Steve, the only way this ends is by directing, neutralizing the fear. Okay, the fear is that spike protein of this psychosis. And this is why I've become such a big advocate for focusing and making awareness to the fact that there are so many effective early and prophylactic treatments that if you ever fear getting this, just stock your medicine cabinet with them and make sure you have a doctor to prescribe the stuff you need a prescription for and you'll be fine. Unless that message goes out, people will continue um, fearing it and they'll continue being susceptible to tyranny. And that is why the government has worked so hard to stifle any information on uh, cheap and effective treatments.
2: Agree with you on that, but how much do you think your perspective on where this is at is permeated by where you live? For example, I live in a foreign country compared to where you live, literally. I mean, I can do almost anything in Iowa with a, with a limited exception. I can't get to, there's no movie theater I could go to without, without wearing a mask, at least to get into the door. But the movie theaters have been open here since May,
3: I, mean, I, don't, I've, Steve, I've, I don't care about the movie theaters how many children what percentage of counties and children could go to school without wearing a uh, uh, bondage
2: well that's actually see i don't know now that i don't know the answer to because my kid goes to des moines christian and i wouldn't pay for him not to i wouldn't pay for him to wear one of those i mean sure. that's a question for you todd are there any are there any districts or counties that aren't making the kids wear masks anywhere in the country or anywhere in the state i don't know the answer you
0: oh uh, i've well, Daniel knows more than I do. I I haven't heard of any that uniformly okay are doing there, it. There, right. there are and, a few, and, and where I've heard, it's usually some rebel should we should be applauding who's trying to plant a flag, and people are coming down hard on them. Yeah. Although they also have a lot of supporters in the community, so there's a mini civil war going. But I have. I mean, just because
2: I can say this, without, with, if I don't have a kid in the government schools. Yeah. Aside from that, though. I can I can basically live my entire life in Iowa right now without wearing a mask. And do just you go to a doctor? And, yeah, well, I, I, I'm going to exempt a medical clinic. I think you would too, okay? Given it I, mean, I mean I'm, gonna, I'm not going to f- get on a medical clinic, for example. But the, the school but, but thing I, mean, I hadn't Steve, thought Steve,
3: about. These are important things. I mean, we're not talking about a guy just hey, you know, I need a little physical or I need this or something or, you know, um, I was going to get an eye appointment for um, you know, one of our sponsors here, so you wear the dumb thing while they're looking at you. I'm talking about people that are cancer patients, neurological problems, um, you know, Alzheimer's. What's going to happen is a bunch
2: of people in my audience are going to say, yeah, see, Daniel's right, Stephen, you're wrong. But those exact same people are also going to comply and wear a mask everywhere they go at the exact same time. They're going to talk real tough on their keyboards, in my email inbox, but then in their own lives, they're not going to really do a damn thing about it, most of them.
3: Yeah, I mean, Steve, what I'm trying to say is, I think we've all been sucked into that. Yeah. Like the frogs See, boiling the water.
2: the reason I'm asking is I think the yeah. lockdown argument is lost actually. I think it's I think it's lost. I think But the, they redefined lockdown. Well, if if, if well if, if I think it's moved to the masks, okay? That's why Gretchen Whitmer's out there saying voluntarily would you not go to a restaurant. She knows. Her state last year yeah. lost more jobs and more businesses than any state in the union did a year ago. She's got to run for re-election next year. She knows that, okay. So, the the word "lockdown" is tainted. It's like alt-right or y- now or what Reagan did to liberal in the eighties. All right, it, that's why we were so struck to see Boris Johnson just roll it out as a as a cause celeb yesterday, because the word itself has been tainted. They come up with different ways to communicate the same thing as the branding's bad. Now, where I would agree with you is I think the the lockdown, the mask battle is a permeate, is is the new iteration of the lockdown battle. It's the same. And that's and I think that's what you think, which is why you pivoted right to where do you have to wear a mask in a school or things of that nature? I think the mask is the battle actually, not yeah. so much the lockdown.
3: Yeah, no that is the battle all the time and my point is that we don't even realize we can't even live in the dystopian America that we thought was beyond right. the pale, you know, 13 14 months ago. So that is my point that Yes, the red states are better. And I think Iowa is is particularly better, um, but not that much better. And, you know, it's shocking when you see 80, 20 uh, Trump counties that still have this problem in the school systems. So I think a lot of it is people aren't willing to fight. They're not willing to uh, power through the shame. So, so the country's basically know. gone.
2: Is that what we're really saying yeah. is that the country has gone.
3: The country. That, that, this was gone. founded
2: as a country on Judeo-Christian values and principles with a limited government, and it is now a country of pagan values, um, with with limited freedom. That, that's really what we're saying.
3: Enforced with with stronger uh, enforcement mechanisms than the Catholic Church enforced their control in in the Middle Ages in Europe. I mean, this is this is what it is, Steve.
0: Hmm.
2: Now we have opportunities, though if we're going to have, the, here, here's where the opportunity is. If there's this many people that are this compliant and complacent, then you have the old Samuel Adams committed minority, right? That you can, you can outwork the, compla- the complacent and, and the compliant. You can outwork them. That's what you're trying to do, right, with your constitutional task force. Tell us about that again.
3: Sure. So conaction.network is the Constitution Action Network. My idea is, like in Iowa, you have Republican governor, House, Senate. So I don't want to hear excuses of, well, you know, Biden's president. You could do whatever you want on 90 percent of the issues. That's the reality we're seeing. But we're not. We're not doing what we want. It's just slightly less crazy than in blue states. So my idea is to get everyone involved in state legislatures. Start monitoring this stuff. Start calling your state legislators. Start meeting with them. Mm-hmm. They don't hear from us. The lesson we've seen from Asa Hutchinson and Kristi Noem with the transgender fight—it's true of COVID fascism. It's true of all these issues—is even in the reddest states they hear early and often from the Chamber of Commerce and similar interests, the rainbow jihad. They don't hear from even the majority. Forget about an irate minority. They don't hear from the majority, clear majority of voters in their area. That's where we need to focus. Like you said, Steve, the country's lost. It's gone. The question is, how many states could we reconstitute under some modicum of normalcy and possibly even republicanism?
2: And one more time, where can people go to get more information or to enlist in that effort?
3: ConAction.network, tell us your state and zip code. We'll pair you with a team in your area. Good to see you, brother. Take
2: care, all right? God
3: bless. Take care. You bet.
2: You too. Gentlemen, thoughts on that conversation before we get out of here?
0: That was really fascinating to see you guys try to compare notes and you just making it overt obviously you so we're not talking past each other you you know your baseline is maryland your baseline Mm -hmm. is iowa Mm -hmm. and while so we have a little bit more inherent optimism um but but you both were speaking truth i mean there's the this is what i try to say when when we return to normal we won't be normal, and it, people need to understand that whatever that return to normal is, is is still we're we're going downhill. We're going to the bottom of that slippery slope. We're not we're not healing.
2: We're not healing. That's well said, Aaron.
1: Yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up, other than to say, um, the frog in the boiling kettle pot whatever you want to call it that phenomenon is is absolutely true and i and i go back to one of our buy sell hold submissions the notion that we are surrounded literally surrounded by people who are afraid of not being afraid how do you reason with that you can't because it's a spiritual darkness i posted a video on my twitter account last week now i I see them still Many times, people driving in them in their cars by themselves with a mask on. This I, I time, saw it on
2: my way into the office this morning.
1: But this time, Steve, did you see this video I posted? I pulled up to a traffic light. There was a dude in his car beside me on my left, and there was a dude in his car beside me on my right. Both of them wearing masks. Yet, hmm. just a couple of days ago, you forwarded this email to me of this little six-year-old girl at a school district here in the in the greater des moines metro area who stood up for herself she's six years old she's been stigmatized by her school for not wearing a mask at playground at recess stigmatized she stood up for herself when you have that dichotomy playing out in even a community in iowa what does that say about the rest of the country yeah that's a good
2: point That's a good point. We're going to stick around. Interesting polling results. We'll discuss them in the overtime. For the rest of you, we'll see you tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace.
1: On the Blaze Radio Network.